you feel after last week's victory, man? Right, right, right. That's because it was earned, man. Nothing in this league is free. Nothing to give. You can't just roll your helmet out there and play. You gotta go out there every play and earn it. And you gotta take it, man. You gotta take the house. I've been a rookie quarterback before. You can suffocate him. You can suffocate him. Make him miserable all day long. Get us the ball back. Like Dan Gable said. Like Dan Gable said. Let's go. I mean, Kirk Cousins, so soft-spoken and polite and intelligent and mild-mannered most of the time, but you get him pregame on the field and put his teammates around him, and he'll have you running through a brick wall. And he's got us ready to run through a brick wall on the Wobcast. Welcome back to another episode, everyone. Following the Vikings' victory over the Arizona Cardinals, I'm your host, Wobby, coming to you from TCO Studios at TCO Performance Center, joined, as always, by co-host and producer Chris Corso, who last week was ready to jump through the gym to play for Kirk Cousins, and now he's ready to run through a wall. Yeah, I, I don't know how much better a certain pregame speech could get than that. I mean... Well, Suffocate him. Like we've seen, like I think Drew Brees does a good job. I think Ray Lewis did a good job. But like with Ray especially, um, and with Drew now, like we we expect it from those guys. Like that they um that's their persona. That that's not what that's not how you envision. That's not your perception of Kirk Cousins. What makes it so good? He's talking about suffocating people, rookie quarterbacks. It was amazing. Yeah, that I mean he he goes out of body a little bit. But it doesn't come off as unnatural or bad. It, it's good. Like um, he started doing this catchphrase: "When I shoot, I score. When you shoot, we score." Or whatever it was, they were repeat. <laughs> they were repeating them. Like that. Like that must be a thing that they have. Yeah, that I, that was like a Dan Gable. Oh, was it or something like that? Well, and, it, it works because yeah. they were they were saying it with him, so they knew what, it, what he was Unbelievable. saying. Unbelievable. Um, whatever whatever um, he's doing, it's working because he did that last week in Philadelphia. He did it this week. Against the Arizona Cardinals, the Vikings won both games, so now they're on a two-game winning streak. We're 3-2-1, and one, and we have a game coming up against the New York Jets. But before we start talking too much about the New York Jets, we want to review the Vikings' victory over the Arizona Cardinals of the 27-17 variety at U.S. Bank Stadium. And uh, we got a lot to get to in today's Wobcast. We're going to talk about that win over the Cardinals. We'll use sounds of the game to help Uh, review the victory we'll get to top tweets some news and notes we will take a sneak peek at the new york jets and of course we'll get to some of your mail and we had laquan on oh yeah guest today laquan treadwell who had four catches against the arizona cardinals i think he had two catches on the first drive if i'm not mistaken he did and um i think he's had 15 catches over the last um four games he had a touchdown at lambeau field so um things starting to come together a little bit for laquan treadwell in John Filippo's offense, and he's going to talk about it with us later on in the Wobcast. But let's get to sounds of the game first. And speaking of first, the Vikings got a first against the Arizona Cardinals. It was their first rushing touchdown of the season, and it came at the hands and feet of this man. What's up? It's Murray. He breaks through. He fights off Antoine Bethane, goes in for a touchdown. First rushing touchdown of the season for the Minnesota Vikings. It's this block right here. David Morgan. That's the that's the crucial one. Right there in the gap, takes out the linebacker, and then it's just, I'm bigger and stronger than Antoine, but they put a fist in your chest. 
Oh, that was pretty. Pretty drive by Minnesota. Great finish by Latavius Murray. Oh, I want to know what Kirk Cousins was thinking. When he is down in the red zone, he looks to his left, and in the short slide is Adam Thielen being guarded by a linebacker. When you put a linebacker on Adam Thielen in the red zone, this is what happens. Adam Thielen is just special. Cousins waiting. Throw it to the end zone. Thielen! Touchdown! Thielen, Thielen right here. You're going to get him matched up on Josh Fines. Just watch the route. It's a little stutter. I think I'm coming at you. Nope, I'm going over top of you. And then the delivery. That is a perfect delivery over the top of a linebacker that doesn't see the ball thrown. Not to be outdone, Kirk Cousins watches Latavius Murray score the Vikings' first rushing touchdown of the season, and Kirk's like, I want some of that too. 133 yards today, 133 yards today, season average, they won't even try to run the football. It's Cousins keeping it and running it for a touchdown! <laughs> Are you kidding me? And there's that celebration. What is that celebration? There's the run game. Kirk Cousins had a big hole. Getting beat up by the running game. You're going to focus on the runner. And you, nobody on that Cardinals defense expected Kirk Cousins to run a football. All right, Chris, you put the sound together from that game. Vikings offense produced some highlights against the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, it's fun to see the offense. You'll, you'll hear Laquan Treadwell talk about it as well. But it's fun to see them really make the crowd go loud. It's always been mm-hmm. the defense the past couple of years, obviously the offense as well. But, man, this is like the story of the Vikings this year, whether it's Stephon Diggs or Adam Thielen setting records every week. It was the first week Kirk Cousins didn't throw for 30, 30 completions. Yeah. He had 24, and that was like a story that right. it hasn't happened yet. Um, but – it's it's just unbelievable what the passing offense has been able to do, and you can see what happens when the running game works with the passing game. Yep. I think this team is pretty hard to beat at that point. I think so, too. Um, we're going to get into more of our takeaways from the Vikings' win over the Arizona Cardinals, but first we want to get you to our guest for today, and that is Vikings wide receiver Laquan Treadwell. Here is our conversation with Laquan from earlier in the week. All right, Laquan. Four <laughs> catches, man. Four catches against the Arizona Cardinals. I think I added it up. And you can check my math, but I think it's 15 catches over the last four games. So um, you're involved in the offense. The offense is on fire, and it's got to be a lot of fun to be a part of that crew. Um, yeah, uh, let's start with the fun part. It is is it is really fun to be a part of part of this offense. Um, um, even with Coach Flip, you know, with the play calling and his personality, mm-hmm. uh, blending with with the players that we have on the team, and and then. You know, Kirk coming in and bringing this old different dynamic, gunslinger, make every pass. Um, Adam, Mr. Fundamental, run every route to the T. Diggs, Mr. Showtime. I mean, it's just it's just fun to kind of, you know, have all the different diverse um, personalities on the team on the offensive side, and then uh, you mix in a great defense, and you know, you win some ball games. Is it fun playing at U.S. Bank Stadium? I mean. It's known for being loud for our defense. For you guys, though, you want you want them to be quiet. But you like playing our home games in our stadium? 
Oh yeah, the home games are the, the one of the best games that, that you can you can have. Road games are always a test because you don't really know what to expect. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, coming home every time, you know what to expect. You know what type of fans we're gonna get, and you know it's always good to have a great fan base behind you. Um, you know it makes you look forward that much more forward to like bringing family to games and yeah. like you know just the whole experience of the the fireworks across the top of the stadium and. Um, the the chance and the skull chance and the fans just you know greeting you coming out of the locker room I think that's like one of the best things you can possibly get as a player like that that constant support you know and uh, every aspect of the field. What do you remember about your touchdown in Lambeau? It was fast, man. It happened so fast. I, I was going to dunk the goalpost. Yeah. But then I was like, nah, it's just the first. <laughs> yeah. Like I was like, nah, it's just the first one. Just you know, be humble and just try to uh, make it back there. So um, uh, I knew we were in the red zone. Uh, I knew I was. I had success on that play previous, like training camp OTAs. We didn't really run it much in in, in the season coming. What it was like the second third game, mm-hmm. and we haven't ran it much. So uh, you know, I thought Kirk was actually going to check to the corner, and when he kept it on, I was like, "All right, it's coming. It, it's either going to come to me or it's going to come out fast to someone else." And um, you know, I beat the defender, and you know, luckily—I mean, not luckily—but the ball was—it was like I seen it coming, but it was like in slow motion kind of thing. It yeah. was like I seen it, and I'm like, "Oh, it's coming! Mm-hmm. Oh, I got to catch this!" Yeah. It was, so I kind of like slowed everything down, and once I caught it, everything just sped back up, and yeah. then I was. I was in the end zone already. <laughs> What's, uh, where do you feel like you're at your strongest on the field? Like type of route or, or point on the field, red zone or backed up? or Where do you feel like this is this is my wheelhouse? Um, I honestly feel like I, I can run all routes. Um, you know, I've gotten comfortable with every route. So um, it's just really basically just going out and playing in the game and just trying to execute it to the best of my ability. And, um, you know, if I don't, uh, succeed on the route, you know, just learning from it, honestly. So um, I, feel, I feel like every route, you know, is, is unique and every player is unique of its own. So I try to I try to stay in every moment and try to make every play that kind of come my way. And, you know, that's probably my, my biggest um, turning point this year, just trying to stand in every play like, all right, this next one could come to you where it could be a big one. So and, and not dwelling on the pass play. I got to ask about the touchdown dance that Kirk and Diggs and <laughs> yeah. all those guys are doing. What do you think about that? Were you, were you in on that? No, I, I saw I saw I, it. I was in. But you were, was doing, a, you were was doing a better dance. <laughs> I don't know if Kirk could do it. Uh, I think <laughs> that's Laquan was actually dancing yeah, for real. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was. I was. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I mean, it's all over the internet. We got it on a GIF on the, yeah. on, yeah. on the Vikings account and everything like yeah. that. I just I, I need to hear your, your opinion on it. Um, I'm not sure what dance they're actually trying to is do. Is it the Bernie? Like, what is I don't, it? I don't know, but it's <laughs> it's pretty impressive uh, to see everybody kind of getting in on it, though. But yeah, like Wabi said, the dance I came in and did it was. It, I think I don't know the name of that one either, but I know that's a dance like that guys are doing right now. Well, so. it looked yeah. good when you were doing it. I know that. I'm just you like, better like damn, that guy's got rhythm. Now, Laquan's got rhythm right yeah. there. I'm not saying yeah. Kirk doesn't, yeah. but I'm just. Kirk got, he got rhythm with that ball. In yeah. Oh, yeah. That's all yeah. about What about his pregame speeches? Those have been, I mean, I've been in, I've had like the boom mic in there. Yeah. And I just run out of the way so I don't get run over. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that hypes, I felt like I was ready to run through a wall. You one was time. ready to yeah. play, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah. throw me in there. I think the best thing about it is it comes from the heart. You know, yeah. It's, yeah. it's not just something he's just trying to get the team to like come out and play. But like, I really believe like he's, he's, he's saying it from the heart and he, he really, 
um, he's standing on he's standing on it. It's like he's not forcing it. And you know, when a guy don't force it, and it just out there just saying anything, you know, yeah. it, it resonates with everyone and, and and allows guys to like, all right, it's time to go. Like the quarterback's ready, we ready. Like yep. we train all week, and it's, it's always good to hear from your quarterback. You know, that's the guy who's going to lead the team at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, um, you know, when it comes to execution on the offensive side, scoring points, you know, you know, and they say defense won championships, but you got to make it there with some points on the board. So, yep, that's right. <laughs> One of my biggest takeaways from that is Diggs just being there, like, yeah, eight, yeah, yeah, eight, yeah, yeah, eight. yeah. He's just like a little hype, yeah, yeah. And that's, <laughs> cool. I mean, and that's what you need. I mean, you look at all the teams that's, you know, made it deep in the playoffs, you know, they, yeah. they do a good job of like hyping each other. You know, yeah. last year, Philly, their defense hyped each other and they yep. all played together. And then, Atlanta that one year, and, and it was all about the brotherhood thing, you know. So um, the more we can do that and the more we can, like, you know, put all our differences aside and just continue to go out and just hype each other out to every play, no matter who make who makes the play, like, I think that will help us, you know, later on down the road um, to win those tight games when, when, you know, everybody has to be clicking. What's your biggest uh, – what do you think the thing you've improved on most this year, just being a w much bigger part of the offense, what's the biggest thing you you think you've improved on? It's just being a better teammate, you know, um, you know, taking the selfishness out of, the, of, out of, out of you know, my, my performance and, and, like, looking at it from a, a bigger uh, uh, scheme, grand thing. Mm -hmm. You know, I've seen a lot of guys been in my position where they were the third receiver and, you know, they couldn't perform the way they wanted to because they were – they were blocking themselves mentally. Uh, oh, I need to do this to prove my worth, kind of thing. And I'm, I'm, I, I'm looking at it completely different. Like, you know, no matter what happened, you know, congratulate the other guys and also make my plays. So it always keeps me in a positive mindset of mm -hmm. we can all do better if we continue to push each other and and want the best for each other. So, um, yeah, that's been the biggest difference this year. I like that. How about Latavius yesterday? Yeah, wasn't that cool to see? Yeah, Tay Train. I, I mean, I've been. Every day I, I'll be telling them, like, you know, I, I, we need you to break one, you know. Yeah. And, 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 you know, even when Dalvin was healthy and, you know, even Rock and Boone. So I try to, like I said, be the best teammate and I always want the best for everybody in every position. Mm -hmm. So um, um, when he did that, you know, I was in on a couple of those blocks and it was just like, yep. it's, it's like always good to see, like, yeah. one of your teammates doing better. You the stiff doing, arm, doing too. Well. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, usually when a back – gets beyond that like eight like an eight yard run is awesome yeah you know but like when you get 20s, to the 20 yeah. yard runs that's the receivers yep you got the receivers blocking they gotta the be the receivers because yeah. those yeah. guys will fall off and and they'll make the tackle and you know yeah. adam and Diggs. i mean they've been doing that since i've been here and, and i've always been a good blocker it was yeah. it was just more getting out there filling it out understanding coverages and, and where guys will play me and um you know i've did a, a better job this year with that and um Latavius even boom broke a big one and he yeah, had a twenty yarder. Yeah, and you see you see Diggs and Adam straining, you know, straining, yeah. straining, straining. <laughs> so that was our word of the week, strain on every guy. I mean, if we're not blocking Patrick Peterson or one of the nickels come off make the tackle for ten. So um, you know, every big run you'll see the receivers out there doing a little dirty work. I, I think you're a hard guy to tackle. How about you get a run? Can we get that going? A little, like, jet sweep action or something? Nah, like nah, nah. I can't take my dog play, man. That's 14 <laughs> yeah. play. Right? That's my dog. Diggs almost broke one, but um, – Yeah, he did. Yeah. That's right. So, um, I mean, we all we all going we all gonna get our touches, so we just got to, you know, continue yeah. to, you know, work hard and, you know, come in Wednesday and, you know, look at it as a new week and, you know, get ready for, for the Jets.
What do you like to do after a game on Sundays? You get home after, after you know, home game. You get home a lot earlier. So yeah, what's yeah. Laquan do? <laughs> well, yesterday, um, it was a morning game, afternoon game. So I came in, I watched it. I watched the game and I watched two games of the Jets yesterday. So wow, yeah. you got right after it. Yeah, I mean that's that's where I'm at right now. With yeah. it. So uh, I just try to, you know, keep my mind on, on you know moving forward and getting better and, and seeing better things. And you know, yeah, I watched uh, the Indianapolis game and the, and the Broncos game. What so. do you see from the Jets on defense? I know Jamal Adams, Marcus May, some big safeties that they have. Yeah, back yeah. There. You see any anything? In that defense, offense, yeah. Darnold's had a pretty good game. I mean, too. yeah, yeah, they're they're really good. They're really fast. They're really good. Um, you know, they have a great pass rush. But um, I think as a receiver core, we're we're really fundamentally sound. So mm-hmm. that'll help us. You know, um, you know, they do have a lot of guys, but technically, they're they're they're. Uh, I think a lot of them are passing on and and doing a different a lot of different things that um, we can exploit. Um, so. You know, I think we'll we'll have a good game plan coming in. And I think as long as we execute, and um, you know, I see, I see that the run game is going, so I, I think we'll we'll have a good game uh, as far as offense offensively. Um, they're scoring a lot of points on on, on their offensive they side, are, so yeah. defense they have a, a, a good task coming up and a good challenge. And um, you know, it's a road game too, so yeah. I mean, it'll it'll be a test for us for sure. They they've won the last two games and. No, I was just really just looking over coverages and, and just seeing different things that, you know, I've seen them cut a lot of guys and free. And so yeah. um, we just got to be on our A game and, and go in focus and, and play together. Yeah. All right, man. Thanks for your time. Good luck preparing this week. Go all get them right. at the Jets, all right? Thank you. All right, all right, man. Thanks. All right. Well, Laquan is already looking forward to that Jets game. I like how he said the first thing he did when he went home was go watch that Jets game, see what was going on with some of their defensive backs, how they're different. Um, from the Cardinals defensive backs, but we're gonna we're gonna rewind and and go over this game a little bit more. I want to hear Wabi some of your takeaways from the Vikings' second win in a row. Um, I mean, coming back home and um, the last time we were home, we didn't play as well against Buffalo, and you don't take any opponent for granted, as Coach Zimmer said um, yep. throughout the entire week. So, what were your main takeaways from this game? Well, we'll start on defense. And we'll start with Daniil Hunter, who extended his streak. Games with a sack to six, but he had two sacks in the game. So it was seven. His, yeah, yeah, he has seven on the season. It was his first two sack game of the season. He has seven uh, now on the season. I think Daniil is dominating, and it, it it's to the point. And we're going to talk about Adam here in a little bit. But like, no matter who is guarding Adam Thielen, Adam is going to be able to produce. And it's getting to the point with Daniil where it's where it's like, no matter what a team tries to do to Daniil in a game. Um, double team him or chip him or um, put their best offensive line. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. Daniil yep. is gonna be able to pressure the quarterback and get a sack. And that's where we are at with Daniil. He's got a sack in every game this season. He had two against the Cardinals. And I think it's notable that now he's doing this without his wingman, without Everson Griffin also on the field, because all the talk was, okay, we signed Sheldon Richardson, we have Linval Joseph. Yep. And Everson and Daniil, who's gonna get? Who are you gonna single? You know, because you can't double team everyone. Well, we we took one of those guys away. Everson's not there, and Daniil is still getting his. Yep. So I think that's notable. Um, number two, Latavius, career high in rushing yards, 155 rushing yards. Quietly. Yeah, and, and the Vikings ran for 195 in the game. But to me, it's not about the total yards rushing in the game. To me, it was the fact that we were explosive. 
yep. running the ball. I think we had five runs of 20 yards, including one by Mike Boone, who had a 20-yard run. Latavius, his touchdown run was 21 yards. I, I know he had a 26 and a 28-yarder. I think he had a 34-yarder. So running with explosion, not just running for volume, I think is the key there. The Cardinals came into the game with the most rushing touchdowns allowed and I think the third worst rushing defense in the NFL. So um, it's good that the Vikings were able to rush for 195 yards against a defense like that, but I think it's even better that they were able to be explosive um, and not putting all the pressure on the passing game to be the facet of the offense that explodes. I like how it was established early as well. That's the a running big deal game. to get it established early. Mm-hmm. And right away, I mean, it, they would pretty much showed them that we were going to impose the running game on you either way, and that mm-hmm. opened up a lot. Of it opens up bootlegs. Yep. It opens up play action. Yep, uh, the screen game, the whole thing. Speaking of passing. Adam Thielen. That's right. He or catching. I mean, he catches ten <laughs> passes. He gets 123 yards. So Every now, week. I mean, it's it's starting to get it's it's getting to the point where like the accolades and the records are are becoming hard. It's hard to remember them all. So it's his. Um, it was his third game with. No, it was his fourth game. It was his sixth game with 100 yards. Keep but it was his third up. game with ten <laughs> catches. Yep. Okay. Yep. And the 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 record for ten catch games in a season is four. He's got three right now through six weeks. Unreal. Okay, so he's – I mean, I think he's going to break that record too. Yep. Um, it's it's the most receiving yards for a player through the first six games of a season. And um, I think only one other player in NFL history, and the NFL is um, 99 seasons old. It He's only uh, one of two guys to, uh, to start a season and have six straight games with 100 yards. So, I mean, it's becoming um, unbelievable. And I saw a tweet from uh, earlier this morning – some national reporter was like, I think we're starting to get into the conversation where Adam Thielen might be a top five I receiver. I was just going to bring that up. And I'm just like, where the hell have you been? I was just going to – there was another reporter, I think it was Adam Rank of NFL.com or something, and he's like, when are we going to start calling Adam Thielen the best wide receiver? And he spelt his name wrong. Okay, so yeah, that's right. And everyone's like, oh, okay, let's start now. So I'm like, <laughs> a top five wide receiver. Let's start tell, after the tweet where he spelled, you, spelled his name wrong. Can you tell me why he's not not number one or number two? It's, unbel- and he's, it's unbelievable. Okay. Yeah. So we're not going to start talking about him being a top five <laughs> wide receiver. He already is, and we're going to start talking about him being the best receiver in the NFL. Um, there was a key stretch in this game, Chris, where the Vikings seized control. And it was, uh, it was an 8-minute and 35-second stretch. We call it double dipping in the business, where you score right before halftime, you get the ball to start the second half, score, and you score yeah. on that drive. But the Vikings went one further. They forced a 3-and-out on the Cardinals' first possession of the second half and then scored another touchdown. So it was 17 straight points in 8 minutes and 35 seconds of game time and the game was over at that point. I mean, yeah. uh, the clock did not read zero, but for all intents and purposes, at that point, it was 27-10, to 10, and that game was over. The Arizona Cardinals were 0-10 for 10 on third downs and 0-2 for two on fourth downs. Unbelievable. The okay. defense stepped up. If you don't give up a, a touchdown on a pick six or fumble, whatever it was that they scored a touchdown, I mean, this... I mean, the Cardinals could not score on offense. Yeah, they couldn't move the ball. There was one touchdown from... from Johnson, who's, I mean, he's one of the best running backs in the league. You're going to get that every now and then. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think if you if you wanted to nitpick the Vikings, you'd be a little annoyed at the touchdown that the Eagles got yeah. in the fourth in the fourth quarter last week, and you'd be a little, yeah. a little annoyed at the touchdown the Cardinals got in the second half 
especially though yesterday in the win over Arizona, I, you weren't sweating that in the fourth quarter, right? I, I wasn't. No, I yeah. was not at all. Right, I wasn't either. Um, stuff to clean up going to the uh, going to play the New York Jets. The number one thing I got from fans as they nitpicked our performance. What do you think it was? The number one thing fan, that bugged fans from our win over the Cardinals. Number one thing. I'm trying to think. I mean, limiting the big plays, whether it's a screen pass or like stuff like that. What's the number one thing? Any guesses from the gals? <laughs> yes. Batting down the passes. Yes, there were a bunch right. of batted down. Yeah. Yep. 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 Fans are annoyed at the batting down of the passes. Now, I think head coach Mike Zimmer is annoyed. Um, not annoyed. He anticipated the question at his press conference earlier today, and he sort of explained some of them away. So um, it's no good that it happened. I don't yep. know how many there were. I believe there were six. Um, so you don't like that it happened. But it's the first time we've had that as an issue this season. So I'm not going to sit there and freak out over it. And as long as it doesn't happen next week against the Jets, I think it's a non-issue. But I think it's a combination of things. Offensive linemen will probably tell you that their technique could be better and they could block a little bit better. Um, there were a couple of cut blocks where the defensive linemen were able to defeat those cut blocks and get their hands up. I think Cousins would probably say, I can change my arm angle or my, my launch point. Um, and, you know, it, it's on me. It's my, it's my bad. So it's probably a combination of those two things. I don't think it's going to be a problem going forward. But uh, all in all, really solid effort for the Vikings. I thought the punt team, Chris, flipped the field a little bit. Yep. And you know what I really like about our special teams? What's that? I think the kicking spot has calmed down a little bit. It has. Bailey knocked a long one down. What was 48 it? 48-yarder. 48 48-yarder. And uh, great punt from, from Weil that mm -hmm. got him right yep. in. Had on two inside the 20, I believe. Right. Yep. So, um, yeah, that's good to see. That's a big part of the game is the field position, especially at U.S. Bank Stadium because when you can get a team like that – in their own under mm -hmm. their own five and you got the crowd going like loud as anything that's what gets them excited Limball gets excited in those plays yep. so um yeah that was a big part of the game i know mike prefer's happy about that all right uh, next time we play a game at u.s bank stadium by the way you know who's coming to town who's coming new orleans saints that is a game where the saints will be ready to avenge Two losses in our building Two last year. Two losses, not just one. Monday Night Football to start the season, and it's also where their season ended right. on one of the most miraculous plays of all time, right. as you all know. The season won't start or end for either team next week against New Orleans Saints at U.S. Bank Stadium, but it's going to be a big game, and it's on Sunday Night Football. Yep. Here's something that's crazy that I just, just popped into my brain right now. What's that? We've beaten the Saints twice in our building before we've beaten the Lions once. I hate that. We haven't beaten the Lions at U.S. Bank Stadium. You guys always talk about the Packers, the Packers this, Packers that, and I'm here. Yeah, you, been here. I've been here for three. This will be my fourth season. I'm like, what about the Lions? Yeah, you hate the Lions. I hate the Lions. I hate I Stafford more than I hate Rod. Rodgers well, was hurt last year, all right? I don't know. I hate Matt Stafford. Well, you don't hate him, but you just hate playing I against hate him. I hate playing against him. Right, yeah. I don't hate him as a person. He's probably oh, he's a nice a guy. he's a stud. <laughs> he also, um, I have another reason you should like Matt Stafford. Why is that? He has twins. He does it. Oh, we're, we we have made it publicly known yeah. that we are twin supporters. Yeah, we are a twins-friendly podcast. That's here. right. Yeah, so you should Wabby go has easy. Twins, I'm a twin. Right. Matt you Stafford has, tw has twins. Right. You should take okay. it easy on Matt Stafford. That's a tough sob right there. Okay. Yeah, Game notes like and him. top tweets from the victory over Arizona. What do you got? Yeah, there's like a new record broken every week when it comes to Adam Thielen. We kind of already touched on that. He set a team record for most receptions in the first six games to start the season. 
The Vikings defense also had their 67th goal line stand in club history. That was a big part of the game early in the game, um, stopping the Cardinals right there. I think it was in the first first quarter, second quarter. Um, yep. Since 2002, when the Vikings have a goal line stand, they are 14, uh, 15 and two um, in those games. So that's obviously a big stat and one that paid dividends for the team early. Um, Kirk Cousins' passing yards in his first six games ranked second highest to start the season in any season for the Minnesota Vikings franchise. I mean, I think that's what we wanted when we paid him all that money. Yeah, he's worth every penny. Yeah, only behind Dante Culpepper in 2004, so that's good company to be in. Um, He's only 18 yards behind that start um, in 2004. That's awesome. Also, 155 yards Latavius Murray. That's a career high, so... Man, I think that was like the quietest 155 yards I've ever – just because it happened on like so many big-time plays mm-hmm. and not uh, – yeah. Well, the thing is, going into that game, you know, we had we didn't have a rushing touchdown, so we're the only team in the NFL without a rushing touchdown. I, I, I know that going into the Eagles game, we had the fewest rushing attempts in the NFL, so I assume that was the case heading into last week's game as well. Um, our longest rush of the season going into last week's game was by Stephon Diggs, a 20-yard rush. The second longest rush of our season going into yesterday's game was by Kirk Cousins. That's right. Okay, so that that's what I like about what we did on the ground yesterday was we, we flipped all that stuff around. Latavius got a touchdown, and he was explosive. The touchdown was a 21-yard run, and he had at least three other runs longer than that touchdown run. So I like that we got explosive on the ground as well. I just want to touch on one more thing. I saw yeah. a tweet that you had, which was great. Someone said, why don't we trade Dalvin Cook for an offensive lineman? And you responded, I will keep Dalvin Cook. And I, yeah. I see these comments on some of our tweets and Facebook posts and trade Dalvin Cook this, trade Dalvin And I'm like, He's got, you got to be kidding me. Mm-hmm. Like, he's injured. He, here's what pe- yeah, Let well, him get healthy. What's easy to forget is it's like, um, let's, let's trade this guy for this stud offensive lineman. And I want to be like, okay. If you were the team that had that stud offensive lineman, would you make that trade? Yeah. No, you wouldn't. They don't. You wouldn't do that. That's like the hottest commodity in the NFL right now is getting a stud offensive lineman. Right. Also, we um, we loaded our roster with running backs, and it's paying off, right? Because Delvin got hurt, Big and time. so Rock Thomas and Mike Boone and Latavius Murray. We, it's a good thing we have all those guys and and uh, C.J. Ham, right? Okay. We loaded our roster with cornerbacks, right? Yep. We did, right? It's a good thing we did because our first round pick, our first round picks out for the year. Yep. So when you have depth, it's usually a good idea to keep it. Yep. Keep your depth and then find an answer where you need to find an answer. And for the Vikings, that's the offensive line, which they're working through that right now. And by the way, we haven't mentioned this yet: 195 rushing yards um, against the Arizona Cardinals without Riley Reef. Yep. So with Rashad Hill playing out of position at left tackle and, and with a rookie at right tackle, Brian O'Neill, we're running for 195. Now we did give up four sacks, so yeah. that's not good. Um, but um, credit to the offensive line. I have a feeling that the you know Pat Elf line coming off of an injury, getting into the lineup, has made a big difference. Man, I saw him down the field on some of those running. Yeah. He, he's the guy who snaps the ball, and I see him like five yards up the field pushing yeah. – a defensive lineman. He's good. Uh, yeah, he's a good player. All right, on to some top tweets from the game yesterday. My favorite one, Kirk Cousins tweets that feeling after a win, hashtag skull, and it's of him doing his little dance. Yeah. Love that dance. What do we call the dance? Laquan doesn't have a name for it. He didn't have a name. I don't know if it was the Bernie from Weekend no, or Bernie. It's no, not. it's not. I don't I know, think it's I, that. I've been made fun of for 
for calling it that. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know what it was. I think it's like their own thing. No, it's like the dead arm or something like that. Someone the called it arm. the dead arm, right? Yeah, okay. maybe it was Thielen, Thielen's wife or something like that. Yeah, What's something like that. <laughs> oh yeah, it does. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm um, Alexa and Felicia providing great input right now. Felicia got the trivia question right, yep. and Alexa has the dance down and came up with a funny reference. My second tweet, a tweet from Minnesota State Mankato. Is mm-hmm. that right? There, there we go. go. The Mavericks. Um, it was the man who gave Adam Thielen his for his scholarship to the school. It was like a $500 scholarship. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a picture of him with Adam Thielen and his wife, I, I believe, before the game. So that was really cool. I, you see all these these tweets of Adam Thielen this, he's small-town kid from Minnesota, this mm-hmm. and that. But to actually see it with the guy there, that was really cool. Yeah, that is cool. Yeah. Um, I want to do uh, – I host Goal Stories every Tuesday night on KFAN 100.3 FM. And I want to do um, – Nice spot there. Nice yeah, to get you. that in there. That I good. want to do a couple of episodes on some of our players who have started foundations. You know, because I think that would be cool. And they have um, – they obviously get great assistance from whoever it is that helps them launch a foundation, but also from their spouses. And two examples that come right to mind are Kyle and Jordan Rudolph and Adam and Caitlin Thielen. So yep. that's some uh, on-air production meeting for Skull Stories. Maybe we'll do Adam and Caitlin Thielen and Kyle and Jordan Rudolph for an episode of Skull Stories. There you go. All right, anyway, is that the last top tweet? The last one is from George Iloka. Oh, yeah? Who started his first game with the Vikings. Um Great, great part of this team. Depth in the in the secondary at safety. Um, he gave his prayers to Mike Hughes, who suffered oh, yeah. a season-ending ACL injury in the game. Tough to see your first-round draft pick go down, but um, to see these words from a guy who's only known him for I don't know a couple weeks now. Special, rare talent. Keep your head up. Keep your head up. Everything you wish to accomplish in this league is right in front of you. I already know that you were going to come back stronger. That was really cool to see. So Yeah, especially from a, a new player, right? Yeah. A guy who joined the team right at the start of the season. So obviously saw um, a special player, special talent in Mike Hughes. But, um, you know, got to keep going. Next man up. Where the depth will really get tested is, uh, is if some other corner, one of the top three corners, now gets hurt. Yep. And you don't have Mike Hughes to put in there. That's when the depth will really get tested. I think Terrence Newman will be uh, scra- itching and scratching to... Yeah, not happening. Yeah. <laughs> not happening. Coach Newman not coming back. Yep. I don't think. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. All right, uh, news and notes from around the league. Let's quickly go over what else happened in the NFL this week. Uh, my favorite thing that happened was Brock Osweiler. Did you even know Brock Osweiler played for the Dolphins? I honestly did not know that until I saw it. Well, he just won a game. Yep. And he beat a team in the NFC North called the Chicago Bears, and that's very good news for us. Now, I think it depends. Like, they've played one fewer game than we have. They're 3-2. and We're 3-2-1. and So I guess really technically they're ahead of us in the standings if – Depends how you look at it. Yep. But you know that that because that win that tie is a half win and a half loss. So we do have a half win more than the Bears. Yep. But we also have a half loss more than the Bears. That's right. But anyway, that was really good for us. That was awesome. Also, the game at Soldier Field coming up in like less than a month. That's going to be a big game. That's going to be a big game. We it's, have that coming out of our bye. It's always tough to play there. Coming playing there after the bye is tough as well. 
Um, obviously, they're much improved on offense with yeah. Mitch Trubisky. So. Um, the Redskins defeated the Carolina Panthers in what looked to me like it was a pretty close game. Adrian Peterson was creeping closer to the 100-yard mark as I was following it. I don't know if he finished with 97, more. 97. Didn't get to 100. But Adrian Peterson's still running. Uh, Los Angeles Rams, they won in Denver in a game that turned out to be pretty close. Looked like the Rams were close to running away with the game at one point, but Denver, I think Keenum left the game but came back. Yep, he did. And uh, and the Broncos came charging late. The Broncos play on Thursday night against the team we just beat, Arizona Cardinals. That's this week's Thursday night game, Denver at Arizona. So two former Vikings quarterbacks going at it, although one, Sam Bradford, probably won't play in the game. Uh, the Jets, the team we play next, they scored 42 points, and they beat Andrew Luck and the Colts. So the Jets scored 42 this week, and I want to say they were high 30s last week. I yep. think they've scored 76 points over the last two weeks. So all of a sudden, Sam Darnold is jumping out of his skin a little bit and is producing points for the New York Jets. So um, that's kind of what was going on around the NFL. Oh, what's our what's our Des Bryant update? Still not on a team. Still not on a team. Still all right. not on a team. Can't figure that out. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you at this point. We've been, we've been. I mean, how long has it been? I don't know. I Since thought the like Patriots. OTAs? I thought the Patriots were going to sign it, but this just in, they're not having trouble scoring. Yeah, they are not. Forty-three points. We didn't the, touch on that, but they beat the Kansas City Chiefs, who were undefeated, with a game-winning field goal, even after Patrick Mahomes comes down and ties the game. It's crazy to me. Oh, why does Boston have to win so much? Just yeah, don't the worry Red, about that. The Red Sox win last night. It's yeah. terrible. Terrible. Um, like. The game's the game is it's forty to forty, without like under a minute to go. It's just nuts that there can be so much scoring in a game like that, and it comes down to a guy kicking a field goal. You yep. know what I mean? Yep. But um, Tom Brady got a rushing touchdown. You don't see that every single day. That's right. And uh, my man for the Chiefs was afraid to get a penalty, so he let Tom Brady go. And Tom Brady's like, okay, I'll just run in the end zone. Thank you. It's part of the game. Yeah, forty-three to forty, the first game in NFL history. To end with the score forty-three to forty. Really? Yep. That's weird. That's yeah. funny. It's a pretty crazy stat. Wow. All righty. Uh, Jets preview. What do you got? All right. For the Jets, we're looking at this team. They're three and three. It's my hometown team. It is your hometown. I'm all team. purple and gold now. So I'll, yeah, I know you I've are. I've gotten these like comments and tweets. Wobby wise, your sidekick on the Wobcast, green and white, blah blah blah. Yeah. You couldn't have found someone from Minnesota. Yeah. All that. Okay. We've heard that all. Right. I'm on team purple and gold. So I know. No well, yeah, we know you are. That they're your AFC team. But how about your buddies back home? Do they like Sam Darnold? They love him. Do they? Okay. Yeah, they have this little like gif of Darnold like doing this, like going like peeking up pe- like yeah. peeking over something. Um but, yeah, Giants fans don't like them at all. Jets and Giants, they have that little rivalry going on, and the Giants obviously have not been good this year. So Yeah. Yeah, but the Jets look good. I mean, 40 points to beat the to beat the Colts and Andrew Luck. Um, Darnold was, man, he was 80%, 24 of 30 in this game. Pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, this is the Jets' third home game in a row against us, by the way. And I, and I remember. Three home games in a row. I remember the last one with Jarius Wright running up the – the sideline there. The last time we played the Jets? Yep. Yeah, 2014 yep. at, the, at the Gopher Stadium. Yep. Overtime, yeah. Um, Jermaine Curse in this past game had nine receptions for 94 yards. Wow. He's a guy to keep an eye on. He's a big-time receiver for Seattle back in the day, and now he's doing it with New York. Um, after averaging 18.6 points a game last season, the Jets are averaging 27.5 through, the, through six weeks. So that's, 
They're they're a high scoring offense right now, and they also lead the league in takeaways on defense. They're tied with the Cleveland Browns atop the takeaway chart. Um, they had three interceptions last week to defeat the Colts. One was a pick six by Morris Claiborne. Um, also one forced fumble by Jamal Adams. So um, on defense, the guy I'm looking at is Jamal Adams. He's uh, an LSU product. Safety. safety. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Leonard Williams on the defensive line at a USC. He, he can create some havoc up front. So um, also Mar- Marcus May, Florida safety as well. So they have two strong safeties on that defense. And um, yeah. I think the matchup to watch is, I do believe, unless an injury has changed their strategy, I believe their slot inside corner is Buster Screen going against Adam Thielen. I like our, our chances there. So uh, I hope that happens. Yeah. Although if um, if the Jets want to put a linebacker on Thielen in the red zone like the Cardinals did, I'd welcome that as well. Yeah, we, we welcome that matchup. Okay, you got any fan mail? Let's do some fan mail. The first one is from Ray Bustos in Oregon. It's great to see the things Zimmer said he'd work on with the team being fixed. What do you think? What do you see right now that needs to be tweaked in order to keep this momentum going forward? Well, I'd say we figured out our third down defense, so that's good. I think our yep. percentage right now is like 25%, um, which you know is basically on par with what we were last year. And last year we were the best third down defense in NFL history. So I like that. That's good. Running game looks pretty good. I think we got that fixed. We evened out a little bit on special teams. I think if I could nitpick us, it would be, um, you know, maybe a little more um, foot on the throat, finish teams off in the second half, I think. You know, we've we had the Eagles and the Cardinals on the ropes, and just they hung around a little bit, yeah. I, I feel like. So if you get a lead late, um, late in the game, maybe, um, maybe finish them off. I think we're doing a good job of reducing the number of big plays that other offenses are getting on us, although the Cardinals got two. Um, so if I could nitpick one more thing, it'd be let's have that be zero or one per game. Yeah. That'd be nice. Um, but, I mean, other than that, I think we got things going in the right direction here with two wins in a row. And and Ray is right. You know, one thing, one one characteristic of Coach Zimmer is – when he emphasizes something in an off season or in a week of practice, it usually is resolved pretty in, soon in the following game. Yep. And I like that about Coach Zimmer, and I like that about the way this team works. Number two from Mike B in South Dakota. With our schedule, should the fans expect these games to go down to the fourth quarter? I feel with the talent we are facing, that is a real possibility, just like you just talked about. Yeah. I believe there were 15 games on the docket this week because two teams were on a bye yep that is what i believe to be true and i looked and eight games were one possession games this week wow last week it was seven yep and two weeks ago it was nine so quick private school math is that's an average of eight eight games on average per week are one possession games so yeah you should expect most of these games the rest of the way to uh, to come down to the fourth quarter and be close games, especially us because we're playing a first-place schedule. So we have the Saints um, still to go, plus we have four uh, division games yet to go, and those tend to be close. Or no, we have five five division games to go? Five, yeah. Okay, yep. so those tend to be close games. Yep. All right, so yeah, you should expect a lot of nail biters, a lot of barn burners. Last one from Stan in New Jersey. For quite some time, if you look at the Vikes and the Pack AFC opponents for that year, they play the both teams home and away. Right. Is there some sort of reason why does it run in cycles? Yeah. Yes, it does. There's a formula. So... Um, 
Obviously, you play each team in your division home and away. That's the same. Yep. The NFC North plays another NFC division. So th- this year we're playing the – let's see. What division are we playing this year? NFC we're playing East. the NFC West because yep. we're playing the Cardinals, the Seahawks, uh, the Rams, and the Cardinals. So every team in our division plays every team in the NFC West. You also play another division in the AFC. And for us this year, it's the AFC East. So we're playing the Bills, Dolphins, Patriots, and Jets. So every team in our division plays every team in the AFC East. So that's why you see so much symmetry with us and the Packers, with us and the Bears, and with us and the Lions. We're playing the same schedule. And within that rotation, you alternate home and away. So if you're playing the so we're playing the Rams this year yep. as a function of playing the NFC West. Yep. And we played at the Rams this year because we're playing the NFC West. So the last time we played the Rams, because we're playing every team in the NFC West, we had the game here. Here. Okay. Yep. That wasn't last year. Last year we played the Rams because we pl- finished in the same place in the division as they did. That's right. So it's all about games within that that rotation makes that, sense yeah so there, there is a cycle it's not someone mastermind at the nfl office trying to formulate the best possible matchups and trying to screw teams on yep. road games and home games it's all based on a formula and very very rarely only under extreme circumstances would the league deviate from that road game home game formula it would have to be something that like they just can't get around it's a good question like that, yeah that it is asked. yeah like, I think the Pope visited Philadelphia one year during the NFL season, and they found a way around that. Yeah. You know, like, they're not deviating from that. That makes sense. Right. All right. That's that it? it. Yep, that's it. All right, sweet. That's it for this episode of the Wobcast. One last thing. Um, for those of you making the trip to New York to watch the Vikings and the Jets, or for those of you who live in New York and you're going to uh, take in the festivities, consider coming to Manhattan and Jack Doyle's for our first Vikings I've fleet fan. You've been to Jack Doyle's? I've been there, yeah. Get out of here. It's like a pub, yep. Been okay. There. Well, I mean, we're going there this weekend. <laughs> there we go. Tony Richardson, a Q&A session hosted by yours truly, then some autographs oh, yeah. at Jack Doyle's at 6 o'clock Eastern time in Manhattan on Saturday night. All right, on behalf of producer and co-host Chris Corso, this is Wabi signing off for now. Enjoy the week, everyone.